Hey you, welcome to the Christian Life Coaching Podcast for Weight Loss. I'm so excited that you are here. Well, hello to you and welcome to this episode of the podcast. Now, this episode is going to be um, about a different topic, but it still relates to you on your weight loss journey because everything in our lives relates to us on our weight loss journey, right? That's been the problem up until this point is disconnecting it, compartmentalizing things. And so today I'm going to talk to you about worry. I'm going to talk to you about kind of what I've been going through, what's been happening, and how God just literally snuffed it out. (laughs) Like he brought all of the darkness of my angst into the light. And I'm free. And I want this for you. I mean, this happened in a matter of an hour. Like, isn't it funny how you go through, you go through things and you think you've given it to God and then you don't realize that as soon as you laid it at the feet of Jesus, you picked it up and stuck it in your pocket and kept walking, right? Like that's where I was. So what's been happening is I've just been worrying about things that are going on. Like just, you know, I mean, just typical random stupid things that I'm not even going to like go into detail of because it's, it's just crazy. But that's how minute they are. Like they're just minute things that are happening through the course of being a mom, of being a wife, of being a homeowner, of, you know, wanting to remodel and not having the time and trying to find the time and getting priorities and, you know, having a child who just made the softball team and another one that just signed up for baseball and another one that's in volleyball and being committed to things and taking on more projects and worry, 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 right? Like it just starts to build. And so it's been building and how it's been manifesting in me, though I thought I had left it at the feet of Jesus and how I hadn't realized that I was picking it up and carrying it in my pocket is um, I hadn't realized I was still carrying worry because I kept praying and believing that God was going to handle it, but I wasn't really seeing how he was handling it. And it wasn't happening the way I wanted it to, or (laughs) as quickly as I wanted it to. Let me get to the point here, Sherry. Um, And how it's been manifesting is I've been having nightmares. I've been having nightmares about driving up a a big on-ramp and going off the edge of a bridge and um, not being in the one in the driver's seat and losing control and spiraling out and like like jumping awake from that dream. I've just been having these dreams where I keep waking up and having like early morning awakened worry. Like do you ever have that? Like where you just lay awake and you're just in a state of worry. You're not quite awake and you're not quite asleep. But and so I've been having that and it's been affecting me. And so this morning I prayed and I'm like, God, what is this? And he showed me that it's worry. It's a lack of contentedness. And so I I just felt prompted to just sit here at my desk, turn to the concordance of my Bible, and start doing a study of worry. And so I'm just going to read you a little bit of what God revealed to me, okay? Because if you're somebody who's struggling and feeling defeated by worry, whether it's affecting your weight loss or not, this could also mean something to you. Here's what the word says about worry. It says, don't worry about the details beyond your control. 
The reference is Genesis 7, 16. And I'm going to take you through all of what God showed me of these scriptures, but I just want to read the highlights. So don't worry about details beyond your control. Worry can cause you to forfeit peace with God. Genesis 21, 7. That's exactly what happened. I had lost my peace. Worry can reveal a lack of faith in God's control. And that's from Psalm 37, 8, 9. That's exactly where I was. I had, I, you know, I have faith in God, but I was walking around with the weight of worry in my pocket that I wasn't walking in faith. It goes on to say that um, don't worry if you can't understand everything. And that's exactly it. And that's from Proverbs twenty twenty four. I wanted to understand. Even more, I wanted to control it. Worry has ill effects. Girl, that's exactly what I was experiencing. I wasn't sleeping and it was having cascading negative consequences. Worry. There's a difference between planning and worrying. Matthew 6.34. The Holy Spirit helps us to stop worrying. Matthew Matthew 10.19 and 20. And that's where I am today. The Holy Spirit helped me to stop, to lay it at his feet. Um... Turn your worries into prayers. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. That's what I did this morning. And then, so I so I just kind of want to share with you like what God showed me as I walked through all of this from Genesis 7, 16, all the way to Philippians 4, 6, and 7. I might not give the scriptural references as I go through because the way that I journal, um, I kind of just do it more how I hear God talking to me, right? So I'm just going to dive in. So what is worry? It's mental distress, agitation, concern, anxiety. Um, um, and I see that, you know, evil has a hand in it. And again, what is evil? It's anything that brings you sorrow, anxiety, and misfortune. And that's exactly where I was. So the first place I was, was in Genesis 7, where, you know, God was telling Noah to go get all the animals. And, you know, it never occurred to me that, like, Noah... Noah had a part. God said, build a boat. Despite the circumstances, Noah didn't ask why he didn't do it. He built the boat. His job was to build the boat. And God's job was to get the animals. Can you imagine corralling all the animals? God took care of the details of Noah. Noah, of getting the animals. Noah's job was the boat. God's job was the animals on the boat. And so God said to me in that moment, Sherry, don't worry over what you can't control. Do your part. And so I sat there assessing every area that I was worried about. Sherry, what's your part in this? What is your job in, you know, taking on the added responsibility of these additional sport things? How can you still prioritize, you know, faith with your kids and their relationship with God despite the struggle of, you know, this whole schedule? What's your job and what do you need to leave to God? And just impress it upon my heart not to neglect the areas, not to neglect the areas where God wants me to do my part, to just see what I have control over and to let him have control over the parts that I don't have control over. Does that make sense? And to recognize that I needed to come under God's authority and receive his power to do just what I needed to do, and therefore to just trust what he would do, and then to leave the outcome to him, to like just completely disconnect to the 
disconnect myself from the outcome. He has it for all of the things I was worried about. I just need to then leave it with him. And so from that, I really got a revelation that every single day, God is in the business of doing the impossible. Doing the impossible is the everyday business of God. I only need to focus on doing what I need to do, what I should do. Create a plan every day, pray over the things I'm worrying about, and do what I need to do. Leave the impossible to God. Because when I worry about how the impossible things are going to get done, guess what happens? I start to forfeit my peace. And when I forfeit my peace, I might not even feel the subtlety of the worry that's the underlying current, the current that's happening under behind the scenes, really. And when that happens, I might be giving God the problem, but I'm still carrying it, right? I still walk around with doubt and worry and fear, and I forfeit it, just like you know, like if you're thinking about like Sarah and Abraham, it seemed impossible that she could have a baby. And she forfeited her peace and trust and just being able to just be Sarah while she waited for God to deliver the promise. And in that, she probably constantly doubted she probably constantly worried and she probably walked with fear, just like I've been doing. And as a result, she forfeited peace. And that's exactly where I was. I could have peace and I can have peace and I now have this peace. But it comes as me realizing that I've got to give my, I got to give God my doubt and my worry and fear because I never want to doubt him. And if I never want to doubt him, that means I can't worry. I don't need to worry. I don't need to be afraid. I need to know that he's going to do his part if I will do my part. If I will control what I can control. I need to be reminded, and maybe you do too, that he didn't give me or you a spirit of control. He gave us a spirit of self-control, of self-discipline. And in that also of power, of power to do what we need to do. And the rest is his power. He will come in and do the parts that he needs to do. And so the way to have peace, despite, you know, not knowing the outcome, is to focus on the promises, to trust what he says, and to trust him to do what he says he'll do. Faith is our part, right? And we need to, this is, the, this is my revelation, I need to stop rushing God. I need to just trust also in what he's going to do, but also in his timing. And you know, the other thing is, is when I was worrying like I was, not only was it stealing my peace, obviously, because my sleep was so disruptive, but with that lack of sleep, when I was focused on my fears instead of my faith, you know, um, it disrupted my productivity. Like it totally had an impact. 
And not only did it have an impact and it, you know, limited my ability to trust God, but it kept me from being useful. So focus on God and his goodness. And in that, that's where we find peace. But it comes from watching what we're focusing on and truly laying things at our feet. And this is how we step into trusting God to direct our steps. Right? Because it's so easy for us to want to control everything and to know the next step. God's word tells us that the Lord, Psalm 37, 23, the Lord directs the steps of the godly and he delights in every detail of their lives. Who are the godly? The godly are, are the ones who follow him, trust him, and tries to do his will in their lives. God makes that person's steps firm. You need to be that person. Be godly in all of your ways. Do what's right, despite what might feel more right, which is sometimes our, our human sin nature to, to constantly worry. Remember, you're free from carrying that baggage. You were not given the spirit of control. You were given sp- the spirit of self-control, of self-discipline, and that's your power. Jesus tells us in Matthew 6, 25, don't worry about everyday life, right? He's, he tells us not to worry about all of the monotony of our everyday life. Don't worry about the needs that God promises to supply. And so I just feel so free from this. And I can look back now and I can see that my worry, though I wasn't recognizing it because of my busyness, right? It could have damaged my health and it did have an impact this week. So watch your worry because it damages your health. It disrupts, it disrupts your productivity. Like you see in my example of my sleep, it impacts how you're treating other other people. Like, do you notice yourself getting snippy because you're kind of under the surface stressed out about something? And it also takes your ability. It, it, it reduces your ability to trust in God and immobilizes you, right? So it's one thing to be concerned. Like I'm concerned about the things that I'm concerned about. So in my concern, I just need to identify my part. In my worry, I have a desire to control. But instead, I need to just say, okay, here's, here's God, here's what I'm worry, worrying about. Here's my prayer. You handle this outcome. I'm going to detach myself from the outcome and I'm just going to identify, Sherry, what is your role in this? That's the thing I need to be concerned about. Am I doing my part? Because when I do in faith what I should do, my concerns and my worries go away because my faith is what I'm doing. That's the action I'm having. And the outcome is God's part. Matthew 6, 34, this is where Jesus says, don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. So just come to God with what you need today, right? It's the Lord's prayer. (laughs) Just plan and do. And if you plan and you worry, you're going to be consumed by fear and you're going to find it hard to trust God. And that's exactly what, what I was doing. So God promises to meet our needs, but he doesn't promise to meet our desires. And that's what was getting me the angst. My desire was for it to be easier. My desire was for the results to happen, for evidence to be seen, right? And God's like, "Mm -mm, mm-mm, mm-mm, I didn't give you that spirit. 
don't worry about anything, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all of, for all that he's done. Then you will experience God's peace. And his peace, what is it? What is amazing about it? It exceeds anything you can understand. His peace will guard your heart and mind as you live in Christ Jesus. That's what I was absent of. My mind wasn't guarded, right? Fear was able to seep in and affect me in my sleep. Evil had its way. And you know, there's a difference between trusting God and just positively thinking. And that's kind of where I was. I was a little bit just walking in the new age movement of positive thinking, right? God has this, God da da da. da. But I had the I had the things I was worrying about in my pocket like a bunch of rocks and it was weighing me down. Positive thinking is for the world. You've got to if you have to journal about it. These are the things I'm subtly worrying about, God. I'm giving them to you. I'm detaching from the outcome in the Bible. Matthew 6 tells us a lot of reasons why we shouldn't worry. Matthew 6.25 says, the same God who created life in you can be trusted with the details of your life. Matthew 6.26, worrying about the future, the future hampers your efforts today. Matthew 6.27 Worrying is more harmful than helpful. I mean, all of this I'm seeing as I look back on these last few days. Matthew 6, 28 through 30. God does not ignore those who depend on him. But you have to depend on him. Instead of depending on your own own thoughts for how you are going to solve this. Matthew 6, 31 and 32. Worrying shows a lack of faith in and understanding of God. Matthew 6.33, oh girl, this is my scripture. Worrying keeps us from real challenges, from the real challenges that God wants us to pursue. Think about that. God just wants you focusing on what you need to be focusing on today, the circumstances of your day, because he's going to use those circumstances today to strengthen you for the next thing because you have a part in the thing that you are overcoming and he has a part, but he needs to strengthen you to be made stronger to overcome the next thing and then the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Matthew 6.34, living one day at a time keeps you from being consumed with worry. That's so hard, right? But how freeing is that? Couldn't you just be content if you just said, okay, this is my part and this is what I need to do. I gave God his part. Now here's my schedule for today. And this is what I'm just going to pray for the power and strength to, to do today. I mean, that's freeing. Like our, our pockets can be emptied of the, of the rocks that are weighing us down. And we can just practice today trusting God today. Just being free to just do today. Like we get so consumed with knowing how it's going to end up. No, God gave us self-control. Just control yourself today. What do you need to do? What's your part today? What circumstances does God need you to just have control over today by utilizing self-control and just walking in it today? You don't need to see the whole staircase. You just need to be on the step right now. 
And you know, as I'm thinking about this, I'm totally reminded, reminded of Martha. Remember her, how she worried about all the details? Mary was at the feet of Jesus and Martha was worrying about the details. And something interesting that I'm seeing now in myself, like that I also see in Martha, is Martha had a hard time relaxing. And because of that, she limited hope. And when we limit hope, we have an inability to trust and to just have faith that what we're doing to, today is enough. Martha put a limit on hope in what Jesus could do because she kept focusing on the details of the outcome. This is for us worriers. Like we need to get this message. We need to detach from the outcome. We need to stop being controllers and start being self-controllers. Allow God to be the controller. We just need to be the self-controllers, right? What could be different there? If we if we detached from the outcome, what could be different? Right? Who are you becoming and what is it taking from you if you are focused on the outcome? That's power. I just think I just realized that. Like who could I become if I just focused on my part today instead of being so hyper focused on controlling how it's going to end up? Focus instead on your part. Experience worry, like let worry come, realize it, and take it to God in prayer. That's what he tells us to do. Identify your part and, you know, if you can, help God. Well, help God. Really, Sherry? (laughs) Identify your part and then release what is God's part. God, I don't know how you're doing it. I don't know how it's going to end up. I don't know the whole staircase. I can't see the top. But I'm just going to put my hope and faith and trust in you in this part. This is the part I need to do today. And then let God do his part. And then just get busy with your day. What do I need to do today? What's my part in faith? Where do I need God's grace to help me do in faith what I need to do today? God's grace is his supernatural ability to help you do what you can't do on your own. And then just focus on that. God, just give me, you know, it's like the Lord's Prayer tells us. Help me to do what I need today. Help me to not step into the temptation of thinking I've got to do your part. And then as you notice yourself having all those worry rocks in your pocket, go to him. Get on your knees. Put yourself in a timeout. Go to your prayer closet. Go to the ladies' room. Whatever it is. God, I'm giving this to you because I I put this worry back in my pocket. Circle back, pray for, turn your worries into prayer. God, this is what I need. Just give me the strength to do my part today. Set your heart on him and his power, not your desire for power and control, right? He's going to give you the power to do what you need to do, not to have what you desire. Just do your part and let God do his part then you will have the kind of peace that surpasses all comprehensive understanding, even in weight loss. Hey you, just a really quick commercial break to tell you about the new and exciting ways that you can work with me in 2023. All right. So these are brand new. You might not know about these. So 
please just pay attention to this and see if something lands on your heart. So there's going to be something new that I'm rolling out. It's called the Seeker's Method Light. It's more of a topical Bible study of, of God's word and how to actually apply it to your life and your weight loss. In the Seeker's Method Light that will be held on Facebook, although I'm looking into ways to also take it off of Facebook, I'm going to give you tools and habits and routines all to make weight loss happen. And I'm going to be sharing profound revelations and Christian insights to renew your mind so you can actually be, be enabled through God's word to be free from self-sabotage, temptation, and all of your wrong food beliefs. So if you're ready to renew your mind, even in weight loss, watch for the Seeker's Method Light. It will be a four-month program at an affordable price so that you can actually step into this mind renewal this year. Another thing that I'm going to be offering that you're not going to want to miss is my comeback series. My, the comeback is my new 30-day weight loss setup. And the comeback will be made available to you, but you can't find it on my website. Both the Seekers Method Lite and the comeback are only available through watching your email and following me on social media. So what else do I want to say about this? The, this, um, the comeback is it's 30 days, and in 30 days, you can step into mind renewal through God's word, right? You're going to be shown how to overcome what has been overcoming you, even in weight loss. Again, make sure you're following me on Instagram and on Facebook. You can find me, Sherry Capilla or Coach Capilla. Um, I really, it's so new, I haven't even had time to tell my tech team about it to actually get this posted up on on my website. So don't look for it on my website. <laughs> um, what else do I want to say about it? This is where I'm doing my real teaching. This is where you have more proximity to me. So if you're somebody who's looking to step into transformation this year, I encourage you to look into the Seekers Method light as it's released and also the comeback. Now back to the show. <laughs> 